This is the Think Tank for Saturday, August 13th, 2016. Michael Cosentini is here. No matter what Nico says, I still like the Olympics. Uh, Ale- oh, Alex Lawson is also here. I can't think of an intro. Uh, <laughs> uh, Michael, did you listen to my podcast? I actually did. Okay, let's talk about the Olympics. I then. did, and I followed that up because I found a new podcast that I found very interesting. Uh-huh. It's called the Myths and Legends podcast. I've heard of it. Never it's listened. actually like relatively interesting. It's really nerdy. Okay. Like super nerdy. Like you have to be like into like all that fantasy stuff. Wait, nerd, nerdy people on a podcast? Is right. That what you're telling yeah. Me? yeah. No. Podcast. No. no, no. But this no, but this podcast is like really nerdy. Uh-huh. Like this guy just goes on and like basically tells the modern like a modern version of like these old like tales like king arthur like he goes back and like tells a story of like king, like that kind of stuff yeah. but like in a way you can actually understand it you don't have to read it in a stupid old text uh-huh. yeah they just speak it to you yeah uh-huh. it's like an audiobook you listen to that on the way back yeah i was really bored in the car <laughs> i came back okay. from i was on vacation to cape cod and i had a three and a half hour drive mm. so i listened to that after i listened to nico's podcast it was actually very entertaining so i loved nico every hate, second so of why does nico it. hate of, the olympics of the why does nico hate the olympics of which podcast mine or myths and legends <laughs> Of myths and legends, okay. not yours. <laughs> yours is stupid. Uh, yeah, go ahead. What, what was your response? To yours? Yeah. To your – I mean, I think it's unfair to say that he that Michael Phelps is not one of the greatest athletes in America. Okay. So, yeah. I, I just think it's an unfair – You're claiming that he's not. I yes, essentially called Michael Phelps overrated. Oh, my God. I just think that that's an unfair characterization. What does he have to do to live up to his hype in your book? Does he need to win more gold medals? Is that how I don't that works? Wanna, I don't want to, like, reiterate the point again because I okay. did a half hour on this already. But essentially, 9% of people swim. And, like, every oh, – Compete, like, in, in, like, competitive swimming. I get means. where you're going. No one swims. Yeah, here's this. This blew my mind the other day. The first ever black woman won a gold medal in swimming last week. Hmm. The first one ever. Like it is 2016, and finally a black person won a gold medal. Like that's all you have to know about the in sport swimming. of swimming. Yeah, in swimming. Woman, though, not man. Just Again, saying. yeah. Okay, just saying. But we just essentially broke the color barrier in swimming. Now, like this is the first time where they're actually competing seriously. That's all you got to know about swimming. Black people don't swim. Third world countries, even second world countries, don't swim. It's only like elite white guys with memberships to the Y. Right, but I have a question. Why Singapore is that? Just but why is that so bad? <sighs> I, I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with the sport or the fact that Michael Phelps is great at that sport. Are you Olympic comfortable, Nico? I'm very Olympic. No, actually. No, not, no not very. Not. Actually, you know what? No. I'm not. not. No, I'm not Olympic comfortable. Olympic tolerant. I just have a problem. Everybody's saying, oh, we're putting him on the Mount Rushmore of fucking athletes, American athletes. And I think that's ridiculous to say that he's a better athlete than the Babe Ruths, the Michael Jordans, the you know Babe Ruth like wasn't that great of an athlete, right? You know he was like two hundred fifty pounds. I understand because he drank like twelve beers and ate six hot dogs before every game. You know that right? he wasn't a great athlete. He just hit the ball a lot farther than everyone else. Fair enough. Fair. <laughs> just enough. throwing that out there. Fair you realize enough. this, right? He's what they all do. Mm-hmm. I'm just just saying. You realize this, right? I don't know the Jim Browns of the world. The uh, give me give me the great the LeBron Jameses of the world. Any of these guys, like, they had to compete against a serious population. Like, they were in a sport that anybody had access to. And, like, Michael Phelps is part of this nice little club that goes and they go in their little pools and their Speedos and their race and they're all white and they're all Aryan race and oh everybody's God. okay with it. I, I'm just saying, like, that's not a competitive sport. 
So the fact that he's dominating, I don't think you can put him in that class when everybody else, when 40% of American youth play basketball, you know? Even soccer. Everybody plays soccer. I'm not going to say Michael Phelps because he gets in a pool and, and beats. Wait, but, they're, but they're all different kinds of athletes. An athlete just isn't just doesn't fit one cookie-cutter thing who is muscular, can jump high, can run fast. They're, an athlete's very different depending on the sport you play. All I'm saying... Athlete lives matter. <laughs> if I'm looking at it, if I'm looking for the best swimmer of all time, I'm probably going to take the 91% of people that don't even have access to, to competitive swimming over the 9% of people that do. I'm just saying chances are that the best swimmer in the world has never been discovered and never will be. Or chose not to do that sport. I want to know how swimming is any different from, like, American football. It, it's not. It, well, in, in this country it is. If we're saying the best American athletes, like, it, a great football player will most likely play football. Like, an, an elite talent will most likely play football. My, my point is is that to do both, you need money. Sh- uh, more so yes. in swimming. More no. so. More more kids have access to football than swimming. True, Maybe not but, even a money thing. Yeah, but to have, like, listen, to like be a good football player, do you know how expensive it is? Very, yeah. The equipment and everything. The, the cleats, the helmet, yeah. the pads. The, All right, let's uh, throw football out, out of there then. Basketball. I'm just, I'm just saying. I mean, know? I think basketball but then, is the best but then on top, And then on top of basketball, to be able to play in those AAU teams, that's also money. It also costs money. Perhaps. But I, well, I'm saying nowadays. I guess I'm not saying like back when like Jordan played because all Jordan did was play on his high school team and then got you know recruited by UNC. Mm-hmm. Like it's not True. it's not like that anymore. You play year round now. You play in all these AAU teams, and that costs so much money. Sw- swimming is astronomically worse though. Like no one swims. Even if they have the even if they have the money and the ability to do it, they just choose not to because swimming is not a popular sport. Well, it's I'm not gonna say it's, it's a different sport because it's not a. T- this is the thing about swimming. The reason that swimming isn't that popular in this country is because it's, it's like shit. it's well, it's hard one, but like it's not a team sport. People love watching team sports. People love watching True. sports with a season. Mm-hmm. Swimming doesn't have necessarily a season. It's right. just year round. Right. But that's not saying it's a lesser sport or that I, these I people are lesser athletes. I didn't say anything about the fact. I even said that on the podcast that it's not a um, commentary on the merit of the sport itself. I'm just saying, this, the reason more people don't do it is just be the nature of the sport, too. It doesn't matter what the reason top is. They don't it. do it. I'm just, it's the same reason that not as many kids play golf. Yes, they exactly. Golf. Which is why I'm not saying that Jordan Spieth is one of our great American athletes. He is. Because people sport, don't golf. He it, is one of the, listen, you can't just characterize everyone as a cookie cutter athlete. You can't just do that. Michael Phelps in the top five athletes of all time. Michael that's Phelps has the doing. perfect body for swimming, though. That's the, that's what you're not understanding. You can't just say, oh, LeBron James would be the best swimmer of all time if he had done that. LeBron James, who knows what he would have been. He'd be good. No one's saying he wouldn't be good. He'd be good. No one's saying he's going to be the best of all time, though. Michael Phelps couldn't do anything else. Michael Phelps could not do any other sport and be good I, at it. I think you are so wrong. A guy that's 6'4", with his kind of wingspan. What's he? He's going to play basketball? He could play basketball. He could play football. He could be a tight end. Michael Phelps is playing basketball? Have you seen that dude? That guy's going to be a tight end? He's so lanky. Look at him. That's my point. He has such long arms. Man. He'd be a great tight end. At 6'4"? Are you kidding me? I don't know, man. You can't. My problem with your argument is that you can't just cookie-cutter athletes. Like... 
I get like by basketball and football standards, which are two greatest or most popular sports in this country. Mm-hmm. Yes, Russell Westbrook and LeBron James are going to be the best athletes in those sports, and we look at them as the best athletes in the world. But to say that LeBron James would be the best baseball player is a complete lie because no one over like six four is like any good in baseball. Perhaps, but they're they're. Number one, their because natural talent the different... is more transcendent than Michael Phelps' natural talent. Like, okay, you can say, okay, he's got a big wingspan or whatever, and he's double jointed, and or and and he's very tall. I mean, I don't, I don't know if his skill set translates that much in other sports. That's speculation, and I don't know. What I do know though is the the field that LeBron James and Russell Westbrook are competing against is much harder to dominate in. And therefore, I put them ahead of Michael Phelps, who dominates in a sport that no one else plays. That's all. It's in comparison to their sport. It's possible Michael Phelps is the greatest swimmer of all time, and no one else would ever be able to compete with him, and he just happened to swim. I think the odds are that that talent got lost somewhere else. That's all I'm saying. Does that make sense? Kind of. But I still think you're sticking to your cookie-cutter argument. Not all athletes are cookie-cutter. Just because you can run fast and jump high doesn't mean that you're the best athlete ever. But and I also brought up Usain Bolt. I understand. Everybody runs. Like everybody in the world. I understand. Goes out there and runs. So Right, but that's just the nature of the sport. It's oh, no, you're missing my point though. Usain Bolt's got to beat so many more people than Michael Phelps does. So his barrier to dominance you know, Usain Bolt dominating means more than Michael Phelps dominating because he's competing against a harder field. You know what I mean? It's just like I can go out and I can dominate Little League. But I think League. that's unf- – how can you say he's dominating against a harder field? Because more people do it. Yeah, but they're still world-class athletes, all of them. No, but there's more world-class athletes though. But and the not. chances that you find transcendent talent and that you find our elite talent is greater in those sports because more people do it. I just think you're unfair, unfairly characterizing him as being a lesser athlete because he's white, had money, and <laughs> can't. Kind of, and yeah. Can't do a, and uh, access to a pool. A between the legs dunk. <laughs> People do the same thing to like baseball players in, in, at the beginning of the 20th century because of the color barrier. Like the fact that that Babe Ruth didn't have to play against black people helped Babe Ruth dominate because there were less people playing the sport. You know, I don't think that's. If you're competing in a small field, like, it's not as impressive as if you're beating – if you're competing against 10% of the population and winning, that's better than competing against 60% – of, or worse than competing against 60% of the population and winning. Like, I think, like, the math is fairly simple on that. That's all. I guess. But to say – but there's no one even close to him. That's, the, that's my point. It's like if there was someone who was, like, right on his heels, like, relatively close to, like, his medals record – like, fine, there probably are better people, but he is far and away dominating literally everyone at age 32 in a sport where you don't compete past the age of, like, 25, 26. Mm-hmm. Him and Lochte. He did lose yesterday, though. He, he, came in, he got he silver. He came in That's a lot I like how we silver. call that losing. Now. It is. It's a lose for Michael Phelps. Isn't it? I was disappointed. I, I mean, will say, I do root for Michael Phelps. I was disappointed, but then I watched uh, Katie Ledecky oh and She's away. unreal. Unbelievable. That's How that's my thing is that like at his age and the fact he's still dominating to say that he isn't that great and he's overrated is just, is a ridiculous argument. But here's that's my, my that's okay. my point is to say that if he's still dominating in the sport where you're not supposed to be dominating anymore, don't twist the mic. <laughs> I didn't I didn't know it was twisting. 
That that's my point. But okay, let's bring up Katie Ledecky then. Yesterday she races. No, but she almost laps like every like she she's she turning. She's like them. halfway going towards the finish line as everybody else has yet to hit the wall. Like, what does that tell you about swimming? And she was keeping. I mean. She's fast and she's dominant and she could be the greatest female swimmer of all time. I'm we're saying this already at age 19, but like the world record line is right behind her and no one else is even close to her or the world record line. Well, that was her world record. Okay, fine. Like I'm just saying. But what does that tell you about the sport of swimming? The fact that no one can. Get, I'm not taking away from her greatness. I'm just saying that's the level of competition she's facing. So what's that tell you? We're not grooming well, but, our. But that's, that's just telling you that she's the, the freak of the pack. Because if you take her out, the rest of that race is It's the same close. argument about Steph Curry. No one else has come close to shooting to making as many threes as he has. What does that say about the competition he's playing against? That there's that there was subpar shooting in the NBA before he came along and exploited it. Uh, you're you're Shooters calling are, that subpar uh, compared to him? I mean, well, that's well, no, the he's, point. Yeah, that's he's the, cha- no, but he's changing the game though. What he's it's, a, it's not really a fair comparison because Steph Curry's coming the in. Same, it's the same. Uh, not really. It's the same thing. Because now, now young talent and and NBA coaching has been is moving towards shooting guards. Like, you know, that it is fundamentally they are changing the way that we think about basketball. So it's not like he came in and exploited a hole that now everybody's going to fill. Katie Ledecky is just beating a bunch of bums. Is women are compared to her? They're oh, bums. Man. See, this is my problem. There's no level of competition. You jump in. I can't. I'm a bum too. But I'm saying like, you cannot tell me that our elite athletes in the world, and I know that there's multiple definitions, whatever. You cannot tell me that our elite athletes are going out and swimming if Katie Ledecky is going in there and just smoking them. You can't say that. I think it speaks to their talent because they are at the top of their field. Looking at the field is a good is a good uh, 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 measurement for for their individual talent. Why can't we just say that she's transcendent? Like, why why is that so hard to say? I want to see her beat. Give well, me another great female well, swimmer. I give just, me one. What, give me a I just great female why, swimmer. Why she it's so again. hard to say that? Like I did say, I have said that. Like, what great. percentage of the population do you have to compete against to then be classified yeah. as transcendent? I've said they're great. I've said, and I'm, I've said like, multiple times. What do you have, do you have to do? Away. What do these people have to do? <laughs> don't put Michael Phelps in the top five. That's all I'm saying. Just don't put him in the top five. Say he's the best swimmer of all time and leave it at that. No one's saying... No, no. Oh, when people God. say he's a top five American athlete of all time, they're saying based on his accomplishments, not based on his necessarily athletic ability... No one's saying that he's going to run in the top five fastest 40 times. He's going to be able to jump the highest out of all the athletes we've ever had in this country. I'm not saying based on necessarily athletic ability, but his accomplishments within his sport. He is one of the best of all time. I don't think it's right to put him in the same class as Michael Jordan. That's all I'm saying. Like, I don't think that they should be spoken in the same breath. Because one dominates a sport that everybody plays, and one dominates a sport that a bunch of white kids with country club uh, memberships play. Do you know how to swim? I'm just curious now. I'm not fast. I suck. I'm just. I'm not how saying many that. You sound you know? a I bitter. hate that argument. You sound bitter against swimming. That's why I'm asking. That's the only reason I'm asking. Is you I sound like do. you really hate swimming. It's, it's cute. It's adorable. You oh go in your God. pool. You put your little bathing suit on, and you get all mad and stared at the guy when he's dancing in front of you. Oh man, I'm gonna go in the pool and beat beat his ass. How's that any different from a, a regular yeah, race? Des Bryant or or football? How's that line. any different? 
staring it's someone not. down. It's not. People play football. I want to see one black see. person in the pool. That's all I want to see. There Is that too one. much? There Is that too much one. to ask? He, I want good black swimmers. He helped win them a gold uh, medal in 2008 and set a world record. Oh my god! I want. With you? I want. I want like diversity. That's all I so want. You're saying basically, you're saying Michael Phelps isn't a great athlete because he doesn't play against black. People. Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. Oh my god! That's exactly what I'm saying. Unbelievable, guys. It's not. It's not true that black people aren't good swimmers. It, they don't swim. It's they don't swim because they don't have access to swimming. What are you talking Let's about? Let's get everybody swimming, and then you can tell me that Michael Phelps is the greatest. Let's see him beat other elite athletes from third world countries, second world countries, whatever. He just did. It's called the Olympics. No, he's not. No, he's not. He's racing against fucking the the Vanderbilts. That's who he's racing against. Okay, that's who he's racing against. Do you know how, like, snobbish you sound with this argument? I don't think I'm snobbish at all. I think I'm the complete... I think I speak for the people. Sorry, what are you doing later today? <laughs> yeah, where, where, where are you, where are you going later? Where are you going later? Going to Fairfield, Connecticut. For, for oh. what? Oh. I'm going to go see a nice political activity. Yeah, what's political that political junkie, activity? I'm going to go, you know, observe. Observe also, what? Fairfield, Connecticut, overbounding with diversity. <laughs> really? Yeah. You want country clubs? All, Fairfield, Connecticut. All Sacred Heart University. Yeah. yeah where, what are you going down there to see again? Um, I believe there's a uh, prominent politician, political figure that. Who is, is that prominent tonight. politician? Oh, one, uh, one, one, Mr. Donald J. Trump. Ah, oh, oh, you're not oh. a snob at all. No, you're not. No, not even close. No, I'm. I, I speak for the working man. I I speak oh. for the average Joe. Michael Phelps isn't racing against any average Joes. It's just not happening. <laughs> That's our point. He's not right, racing as average shows. So, thanks for tuning into the Think Tank now, because we're probably going to cut all that last bit. <laughs> Today's beer of the week, brought to you by me, oh, is yeah. Ho Garden. This mm. is a Belgian ale that I've been like dying to drink, great staring name. at it longingly. I know. Great, great name, by the way. It is a great name, Ho and Garden. that's honestly the entire reason I bought it. I was sure. going to get an IPA, but saw some Ho Garden. Mm-hmm. Can't pass up on the Ho Garden. Sure, you can't. Of course not. Uh, so this is actually imported from Belgium. So it's a Belgian ale from Belgium. I have a question. Do they swim in Belgium? Yes. Didn't a Belgian guy just win a gold the other day? Yeah. Pop your beer. I'm pretty sure <laughs> he did. Did he? Pop it. Right, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Oh. That was weird. Wow. What about a reciprocal splash? Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That's a nice little... That'll show up good on the mic. I love that. Yours also splashed. Bloop, 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 bloop. Huh. Okay. All right, and here we go. All right, cheers. There we go. It's wonderful. Uh oh. Oh, that's really good. Ooh, it is. All it's right, really they good. approve of the whole garden. I mean, I think I need to get does. myself a whole garden. I. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh man. Uh, okay, what are we talking about today? I did, but then I well, got you're, out and you're went to the, the first grade. You chose the topic today, Nico. Oh, you missed my joke. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. What? I said I had one, but then I went to first grade. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. So as, as if we haven't argued enough on this show, we're going to keep going. We're going to keep the ball rolling here. I have one fundamental question. What do you mean we've been arguing? That last part hasn't happened. That's right. <laughs> it's getting cut. That we will answer by the end of this hour. Simple three-word question. Can people change? And that's what we're talking about. And I think that there is a fair amount of disagreement around the table, and uh, we'll we'll get to the bottom of exactly why. The answer is no. Thank you for tuning in. We'll <laughs> see you guys next week. 
Okay, how about... Enjoy this lengthy debate about the Olympics, <laughs> and then we'll cut to the Olympics here. Yeah. And that'll be fine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> make your case, Alex Lawson. So, the way I see that is I subscribe to the iceberg theory, which means people are like icebergs. Mm. You only see a little Melting bit. Quickly. Rapid speeds and killing penguins? Polar bears, I was thinking. Okay. Polar bears are awesome. Anyway. Um, I prefer the penguins. Do you really? I think so. My favorite animal eats your favorite animal. <laughs> penguins have suck tuxedos. Okay. They're classy. Like, suck on that. I hate all animals. That's a lie. I don't hate all animals. Okay. What's your favorite animal? Do you kick puppies? I was going to talk. I was, I was going to get to dogs. Oh. I I hate small dogs mm. because they can't kill anything. Like, like if I'm getting a dog, that dog needs to be able to kill someone who comes into my house or at least do some real damage that I don't want in my house. That's a wonderful philosophy to have. That is a good like. Animals are no use to us unless they can kill something. Unless they're on. Like, at if, least... I'm getting, if I'm getting a dog, I'm not getting a little. A, no offense, no shit zoo. That's just gonna bark oh, really fuck loud. Fuck a shit zoo. Like that's just gonna bark if some intruder's in my house. Like I want a fucking German Shepherd that's just gonna go right for the jugular. They gotta if there's be someone at... trying to break into my house. They gotta be at least at like the fifth rung of the food chain. They gotta be like at least around there. I. That's a great philosophy to have. I don't think you know how food I'm not saying I'm not saying animals aren't useful for other things because I mean I love beef I love oh my god <laughs> <laughs> just kidding but like no you're if, not you're not <laughs> that's a joke well I mean I'm kidding about I think that animals are only useful for killing things and eating them uh, that's a, I, I would say that's most of their use well for humans mm. just saying <laughs> but like when it comes to dogs like I'm not getting a small dog for everyone from PETA looking to protest this podcast later, Nico Fuck will be PETA. in Fairfield at I the Trump rally later. PETA. I'm sure they'll all be there. I'm sure the PETA <laughs> people sure will, will be, be there in droves. So I'm just trying to save them the trip oh from having to protest God. him and then protest you. I do like animals that can kill. That's a great point. What else are they used? Like, what's a bunny useful for? It's, like, people who have, like, bunnies as pets, Yeah. like, it's just... They do it just to have it, which I don't understand. Like, bunnies are gross. You don't cuddle with a bunny. Do you have a dog just to kill something? No. <laughs> but, but you want to know great... it can. Yeah, exactly. Because you never know. You got to have a fallback plan, you know? No, but if – no, this is the thing. I'm not getting a dog for the sole purpose of, like – Okay. I'm not getting it just for that sole purpose. I'm getting it because I want a dog. Okay, yeah. But, like, Sometimes I'm also not going to I'm not gonna waste my money on somebody – on a dog that can't do that. Like, that is a necessary aspect of getting a dog that I need to have fulfilled if I'm going to get a dog. Just yes. buy just buy a teddy bear then if you're looking right. for just like a, it's way less way less get a pillow it's much way easier. less expensive you know <laughs> I've been talked into like you can hug it as much as you want it doesn't get mad and run away <laughs> I like man's dogs like recently I've like come to that conclusion you had a shit too I know and I hated it I fucking hate it. that thing I was the, a demon it was that dog that dog yeah. was pretty bad was awful yeah like I I I had a German Shepherd did you yeah way back like yeah, we, way he, back yeah he. We put him down when we were in fifth grade. Which is when I moved here. Right. He was also the nicest dog ever. If he knew you. Yeah. He mm-hmm. almost killed another dog once because <laughs> he I peed on our that. lawn. I do remember that. <laughs> he almost killed another dog, and then, like, the lady who was walking her dog and had her dog pee on our lawn, like, called the cops, and the cop, who happened to be our old neighbor, 
who lived next door to me. I remember him. Yeah, like he, Jesus. he actually came over. <laughs> like, he was the cop that came over, and he's like, eh, you know, you peed on that dog's property, the dog's going to do that. It just happens. <laughs> you know, it's not his fault. Yeah. <laughs> sure, like, yeah. it's just his nature. It's your fault for bringing him on here. Don't bring him around here anymore. Never saw the lady again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyways. I like, no, I like Iceberg I, Theory. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, so, I don't know how we got Penguins that. and polar bears. Oh, yeah, that's where we yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's where we got Sounds off. like a bastardized version of the birds and the bees. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys talk about? The penguins and the polar bears. Oh, okay. Uh, um, no, so icebergs. Um, I think that people are naturally just one. They're the same. People don't change. People think that people change because they discover a new part about them. But if I one day come over to do the podcast and find out that Nico's a roaring white supremacist, which... Any day now. Mm-hmm. He was always a white supremacist. And then it just took some uh, circumstance or event to bring that trait out. Right. So, in other words, I I always have the potential to be something that I'm currently not. It you, just... You always are that. Right. You just may be covering it up. Interesting. Um, Your white supremacy was in the closet, but you were always that way. Right. But I, I do think, though, and I think we hit on this last week... That is a version of change. Like, that, I think that is a version of, of evolution. Like, you can say, oh, that trait was always there. Which I think is true. Like, I think, like, we, we as people are born within this fundamental sort of structure that we don't, we don't fray from too much. Like, for example, I don't have the capability to kill someone right now, and I don't think I'll ever have that capacity. Yeah. Like, I don't think, like, I would ever in my life be able to do that. But, like... Just because I have that, just because I have that potential, doesn't mean I'm always going to become that person. And it doesn't always like if, if if I have it in me to be a white supremacist, that doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to become a white supremacist. Like something still needs to happen in my life to bring that out of me. So, I think that is still a form of. But I think no, because I think you're always that white supremacist, and you always have those thoughts. You're just socialized that I can't go around being a white supremacist. I disagree with that. Because it would still take a big event to get rid of that. This is a horrible cube? example, but yes, yeah, it yes, it would have to. You know, like I, I think there, it would still require something very major. There would require a major event in my life to bring that quality out of me. Right, and but that quality is there. So another example, then, just to get away from that, yes. um, something that'll make a little more sense is if someone's a cheater. Right, say you cheat on me mm-hmm. with Michael. Mm-hmm. You were always a cheater, and you always Good will choice. be. Mm. Fuck you. <laughs> Sorry. And you always will be. Still a good choice. And then when Michael goes to date you, he thinks, oh, Nico's going to change. He's not going to cheat on me anymore. Then he catches Nico in bed with Andre and, oh, just game over. <laughs> wow, you go from racism to incest just immediately. <laughs> and that's why you have me on the show. Uh, gay incest, for that matter. Uh, We're gay comfortable, though. We are very gay comfortable. Maybe not gay incest comfortable, but... <laughs> incest tolerant. <laughs> incest tolerant. <laughs> We do love me. We do love ourselves some Lannisters. Keep going. So you don't believe that? Okay, if I'm a cheater, like I, I am in a relationship, and I just can't stand the bitch that I'm with. Like I'm with her because she has some nice boobs or whatever, and I like bringing her around to parties and stuff. But I'm like, you know what? I'm bored by you. I'm moving on to the next chick. But this chick, I'm really in love with, and like I am crazy about her. Wouldn't that? Wouldn't those emotions? Uh, uh, um, make me change the cheater that I was before and make me a better person? No. 
Because no. you've, you've still established that you'd be willing, if things weren't going well, to bail. Yeah, right? But, but, is if, if you weren't as invested, you'd still bail out. And that, that trait doesn't go away. And I'm not thinking, like, the casual, like, oh, things weren't going well, so we, we kind of slowed down and I picked up with something else. I'm thinking, like, some of the gentlemen we went to high school with. Sure. Sure, sure, sure. Who, like, pathologically cheat. Mm-hmm. Um, and had to just because <laughs> they needed to. You know who I'm talking oh, about. I'm just... Did they listen to this podcast? No. All right, they're uh, fine. Not that we know of. Uh, that we know of. We wouldn't know. Well, mm. they don't talk to us anyway. Mm. What say you, Michael? <sighs> I just my like thought process has maybe changed a little bit. I'm like right in the I shockingly I'm right in like the middle now. Are you? And the crowd goes mild. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Because before you were very we were talking about I this was. a couple months ago and you were very much yes, people people can. No, I know. Mm. Why? What's changed it in you? I think it was one of the ways that Alex explained his viewpoint to me. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of like what he just said. Yeah. He's currently drinking a lot to that. <laughs> um, basically how, like, even if, like, it, you don't do it, kind of like basically what he just said, like, if you don't do it, like, or you start to do it more, like, that was always there. Mm-hmm. Like, which, like you said, it's, like, kind of like its own version of change because, like, you're changing and doing it more or something like that now. But like, I, his just, I also don't like, consider that change. Why? But but again, yes, everybody is born with a certain set of characteristics that they like adhere to. Like there's something natural. But and I, I bring this up it seems like every week now. We as people oh my god, done already. Beer one. Yeah. We as people are shaped by our circumstances. Like I, I think it's it's it, a nature versus nurture yes. argument is what you're getting into. It's fifty fifty though. I see, I don't buy that. I find you don't that it buy is that. I think it is the majority nurture. I just look at myself Really? Oh my God, for sure. I and as a matter of fact, I look at everybody and I look at their parents and I see that the result, both of you guys and myself as well, are are the product of either their parenting or the personalities of their parents or or just certain the the climate of the way that they grew up. Like that shapes people, you know. Like there's a reason why. People from broken homes grow up with more problems. It's because they come in. It's not that they're necessarily bad people. It's that they grew up in an environment that does not championing or champion good behavior. But also, there are certain traits like aggressiveness, mm-hmm. and on the other hand, altruism that are genetic. Altruism's not real. It's not. But it, why, oh boy, why? It's not. It's not. How so? Nobody's ever just nice for the purpose of being nice. There's right. An ulterior motive. Yeah. Whether even just not to make all, yourself... not always, always, always. Not, always. Oh, is always. that is that sci- uh, scientifically proven? Like, have they done studies on well, this? Well, true biological altruism doesn't exist from a biological sense. Okay. No, it doesn't hit, exist. hit me on that, Doctor Alex. Explain that to me first, then we'll get to it. Try that bottle opener. Yeah. Sorry, it's gotta go boing again. There is no genetic uh, or gene for altruism and such like. No, it just it doesn't make sense. How's okay, that? so say we're a bunch of meerkats. Oh boy. Right? Meerkats. Easy to imagine. Easy polar tomorrow. bears. <laughs> Fine, we're going to be polar bears. Okay. What was his name? Timon? Timon, yeah, Timon, Timon and Pumbaa. Yeah. I just want to make sure I got it right. Jesus I get Christ, conf- dude, what the fuck? No, but, no but it's because of, uh, what's it called? Because of Porterlands. Uh, I get yeah, confused yeah, yeah. sometimes. Kuna Matata. Anyway, so say we're a bunch of polar bears, mm. right? We're all scavenging the wilderness, fighting for iceberg space. And the goal of biology is for me to pass on my genes, right. right, to the next generation. And for me to have sex and have a kid who bears my genetic trait. And you and I are fighting for an iceberg. Mm. And all of a sudden I say, you know what? I'm going to let Nico have this one. I die. 
Right. Because I don't have – so it doesn't make sense for me to just give you the iceberg. But unless it will some way come back to me. But people do Give do me that. an example and I'll shoot it down and then you'll give me another example. Well, right. I don't know. Uh, there, I'm with Alex there are one. There are police officers and firefighters. Who do and... it for – some of them. Some of them. Do it for a paycheck. Some. Do it for self-satisfaction. Perhaps. That's part of it. Perhaps. Self-satisfaction Self-satisfaction is huge. Think about the idea of a Secret Service agent that okay. has to be prepared to jump in front of a bullet for someone that they don't even know. Yep. Like, that is their job. They gain pride from that. I suppose. From being someone who would jump in a bullet. And, and they're conditioned to do so. That's not natural. <laughs> uh, Naturally, yeah. they wouldn't know. That person, before their well, Secret Service they're agent... They're getting a paycheck. Right. And they know if they do take that what I'm bullet, is that their person, family gets taken care of by the government. That person, right... Say he's at like a, a local political rally for like a mayor who's about, uh, the election for like a mayor, right? Mm-hmm. Say someone tries to, for whatever reason, assassinate that mayor, and he's just a bystander. He's not immediately going to jump in front of that person to try and take a bullet. Can Rob Ford be the mayor in this situation? <laughs> oh, rest in peace. Love Rob Ford. He just died. I know he did. Uh, yeah, but isn't that its own? I mean, I guess you could break that down every way, and all the the various factors that goes into it. But right. like, if the product is self-sacrifice, and in the pro- if the product is doing something for someone, isn't that a form of altruism? Like, why why is it all about the intention and the motivation and not the actual end product? Because isn't that the definition of altruism? Yeah, altruism is doing something for someone else with no personal benefit. Well, that's well, you're but that's impossible. That's, my, exactly. that's our that's point. What we're that's saying. what we're saying. Yeah, but but what I'm saying is though, can it be the primary motivation? Can, can't the primary motivation be I'm doing this for – obviously, there's a million different no. – like Wait, the primary... me taking a sip of water right now has like 10 different benefits, right? right. But can't, can't there be one primary benefit? Can't that be the, the, the one reason why I'm doing it? But the primary benefit is you're helping someone else to make you feel good about yourself. How do you know that though? Because what else would you do? There's is no that other pro- reason to do it. Because you want to help people. Because – Helping people makes you feel good. That's why you want to do it. That's awfully cynical. I, it is. I, uh, I'm sorry. Have we met? <laughs> My name's Alex. Alex. I do a podcast every week. Yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> do a podcast every week. I'm sorry. That was can't funny. there? How do you know that there are not people that 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 is how their mind? Like I, again, I wouldn't call myself like a, because a those hero. Because those people have good. Because no one else is. But like, I do feel like because those people have all jumped in bullets and are now dead. That's how I know there aren't any of them. I do feel like there are some things that I do every once in a while that the primary reason is just to be nice. You know? But now here's the – well, I'll break it any more. Because I do the same thing. I be nice because later I'm expecting something in return. I don't, I don't necessarily do that. I do that sometimes for certain people. Right. It's, okay, if I'm nice to them now, they won't give me such a hard time later. Okay. Um, can you think of an example? So I can shoot down. I mean, I don't know. Like, I feel like if someone comes to me and, like, is really having a hard time, I'm going to sit down with them. Like, they're friends that... Right, but then you... I was going to say get off, I, but not get gaining? off. You're getting self-satisfaction. Do I feel good? I don't know yeah. if I feel great You're getting afterwards. self-satisfaction. You're getting your personal identity. You're reinforcing that personal identity that I'm someone who helps people. Wow. I'm completely with him on that this. That is awfully cynical. That yeah. is, oh my god. Suck my dick. Wow. I'm completely with him on this one. That yeah. makes two of us. Okay. Again, but then I but then I look at this again and I see if if the product is a good deed, does it matter what the motivation well, is? And it's interesting you say that, because I took an ethics course this year. Right. Um so what we're what we're basically this for any of our uh learned readers out there, listeners, yes. 
Um, what I'm, we're basically arguing is utilitarianism versus Kantism. I've been thinking yes. about this quite a bit lately. That's exactly like in this conversation. Or uh, no, in no, just in, in the last couple of weeks, just philosophically in terms of politics. But oh, ahead. okay, that's what we're arguing. Kantism is all about motives, right? And and uh, not and justified means that's Machiavelli. Um, mm-hmm. But it's and utilitarianism is the greatest good for the most people, right? Um, and you can subscribe to both one or the other. Um, I personally usually. But the interesting thing is that a lot of people, a lot of people, bounce between the two depending on what suits them the best in the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to think of myself more as a Kant supporter, um, but occasionally I'll drift into utilitarianism. Yep. Um, and that's utilitarianism is doing the most, is that happiness is the best product. And however you get there is the best. Okay, so say it's I It's kind have, of ends justify the means in a way. I mean, it's it, kind of, it can be. It can be bastardized into that. Because there are, okay. in other words, every decision, there's pros and cons to it, and you weigh what will benefit the most people right. or whatever. So yeah, say yeah. I have, the best example of that is, um, have you heard of the trolley car problem? No. All right, the trolley car problem. I'll go over the trolley car go problem. Go for it. Quick. Okay, so say you have, you're on a moving trolley, a train that's run away, mm-hmm. right? and you're the conductor, and you can switch the tracks. One track has one guy. The other track has three guys. Right. And you have the choice oh, to choose yes, which right, one you knock this. over. Right. Most people choose the one because they say, okay, one dead person is better than three. Correct. One is less than three. Therefore, that's the better because it still has the most happiness. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the next step of that. Okay, you're on a bridge and there's a guy, ne- a fat guy next to you. Mm-hmm. You can push him over the bridge onto the trolley, onto the track, and save the three people. Do you do it? This right. is the this is the problem because technically you'd still be killing one person and saving three, so it's the same net result. Mm-hmm. But there's you're acting as an agent, and your intention is to kill that guy. Right. I've heard it with the car. Yeah, I haven't heard the bridge thing, but yes, if you if you actively are pulling the the lever and you are choosing, you are actively choosing to kill this one person instead of the three. Yeah. Right. It's like the whole Jack Bauer philosophy. It's like, I will do anything that it takes to make sure that anything for my country. Right. I will kill one terrorist or I will kill just one innocent person to save everybody else. Right. And yeah, that's been, yeah, it's been kind of difficult. But I, I, I do think like, so, so how this relates to this problem, like I do think like if the end result, if, 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 the, um, if the sum of all of these parts turns into a good deed or turns into... Um, uh, mutual happiness or, or the best possible result, quote unquote, does it matter the motivations and intentions? Does it matter that you're doing it for the right reason is my question. And I would argue that not really. I don't think it really matters that much. But that's the justification people use for um, overthrowing governments or stuff like that is that, yes, I'm going to topple this government and send this country into chaos, but I'm doing it for the best reason. Right. For my contract. And it's not necessarily a good thing because people die in the meantime and there's usually more peace ways to do it. That's usually used to justify extremism. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't want to interrupt you. Um, no, I wanted to pause for the beer no, pop. Because okay. it sounds so damn good. Sure. Um, how do we get here? Well, okay, let me give you – this is how I've been thinking about it in okay. altruism lately. Okay. Like, I've been thinking about altruism. capitalism versus socialism and essentially how, like – um, everybody always says capitalism is sort of the, I don't know if cynical is the word, but the very um, um, self-centered sort of uh, 
I'm going to go out there and do what's best for me yep. and my own benefit. And it is it is all about survival. It is the most natural way that we talk about economics. Yep. As opposed to socialism, which is essentially compassion, right? Is that I have compassion for someone who is in a lesser position than me. And I'm going to do whatever I can to make sure the entire society functions as one. But I've always said, or lately I've been thinking about this, that because capitalism is about mutual gains and because capitalism is about I give you something and you give me something in return yep. and there's a cost and there's a benefit to every decision that happens, right. the result is a functioning society. And so therefore the, the result – the word that, that is always brought up is invisible hand, is that capitalism functions where if I'm looking out for my own self-interest – Others will benefit from my self-interest. Is that that's how that's how economies work? Until you screw everybody else over, right? That's where that invisible hand kind of falls apart. Sure, is that you get what in a small local economy that actually does work pretty well. Mm-hmm. A fair exchange of goods and services, kind of like a barter system. Mm-hmm. But then when you get on this global scale and you have these huge corporations who are just pulling in the money and can afford to screw everybody else over, mm-hmm. right? It's like it's like playing Michael in Monopoly. <laughs> right and he's got one color of each mm-hmm. he's got one of each color and he goes yeah I'll give you the monopoly for all of your money and everything else mm-hmm. it's he can afford to screw you over and then that's definitely not in your best interest but you also have that you you have that capacity within socialism too like the government has that same if put in the wrong hands the government can also do the exact same you're thing, right you know so it's, in other words, concentrating that power. And yes, we all say in, in theory, yes, we are doing this for the better good. We are doing this because it's the right thing to do. You know do. who all said that? What? Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's exactly. Like we're all doing it yeah, for the betterment of this country. But, you know, taking a step back and allowing us to function and just allowing us to, to do what's natural and to look out for ourselves will ultimately benefit the greater good. And I don't think it's necessarily... Like, if that just sort of happens, I don't think it matters. Like, in other words, if, if the result of capitalism is a thriving economy and low unemployment, right? If, if we just 100% capitalism, like, is that necessarily better or worse than welfare programs? Because we've made the active decision? You're right. Well, it is from a, a personal how you feel about yourself kind of stance. But also, then you run the risk of what happens if it doesn't work. Sure. Well, and then you screw a whole bunch of people over unemployment skyrockets basically like when the housing market collapsed mm-hmm. what were we talking about I was I, that's the reason I, <laughs> altruism. Was, I was like what does this have to do with change altruism <laughs> what does this have to do oh with yeah altruism is not real because we said altruism was stupid right oh because I Go said ahead. um what was the opposite of altruism uh 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 uh, uh. opposite of altruism being a dick <laughs> <laughs> Aggressiveness, aggressiveness. And on the opposite altruism, and then we sprung into our altruism okay. thing. Okay. Aggressiveness can be genetically transferred, and you see this in kids who are <laughs> wow. We just, we, yeah, we just, we just went straight back into it. All like, of our wow. non-Mensa members have, have no longer tuning in. Go ahead. What are you saying? Um, aggressiveness can be uh, transferred dialo- uh, biologically, which adds the nature argument over the nurture one. And you'll see this in, in the classic cases: kids who are adopted. Mm-hmm will end up, if they come from a family who has substance abuse problems, they end up with substance abuse problems, even if the family they're living with doesn't have those problems. Oh, really? Yes. Interesting. Because you're still oh, genetically predisposed to it. Right. And wh- so how do you arrive at the number 
Like, how do you arrive at? It's there for, is no. I'm. There what, is what no most, number that's been guaranteed. Most most people say it's a combination of both. Combination of both. Which I interpret to mean 50-50. Sure, about. Yeah, approximately. Um, Because they don't know. Because it's also incredibly, from a scientific side here, sidebar, Mm. scientific sidebar, um, it's incredibly hard to determine that. Because what you need for those types of experiments are twins. Right. People who are genetically identical. And then you separate. And put them in different environments. Right. And you separate the twins, which also. you wouldn't do. Is what the Nazis did. Oh, really? Yes. Did they actually do that? Nazis did tons of experiments on twins. You didn't know that? No, I didn't. Yeah, Dr. Oh, yeah. Mengele. Look him up. Yeah, oh, yeah, a... I've heard the name. Yeah, yeah. He, he, they, they did, did tons of experiment, genetic experiments on twins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And totally inhumane stuff. Sure. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. Because they're Nazis. But you can't do that. <laughs> the Nazis <laughs> inhumane? Right? <laughs> oh, old Adolf? I would have guessed. <laughs> they just wanted to send the kids to the camp. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> How is that such a bad thing? They just wanted them to take showers. Finger painting. Yay. <laughs> Um, yeah, the cookies. Nazis actually did a lot of research with into genetics, uh-huh. uh, trying to breed an Aryan race, of course. Sure. But, you know. Sure. Um, but I do – no, but I, I – I, You can't do that in today's standards. Maybe it's – I don't know. Maybe it's my uh, – maybe it's a reaction to that sort of thing because to say that we are genetically predisposed to a lot of different things and to say that – we are just we come out of the womb as certain people and that's who we are. Mm-hmm. It feels very Nazi-ish, sort of. Do you know what I mean? It's called existentialism. I, <laughs> but like that feels like you know the first cousin of racism almost, or, or the first like we are because we are born in we are born a certain way. We are always going to become that person, and I don't. It's predestination, right. which is also what fueled Manifest Destiny. Sure, and the conquering of the Americas. Um, that that concept has been around forever. Uh-huh. That's not new, is that this idea of predestination. Sure. I just agree with it. I feel like in the 21st century, though, we're moving, we're, I think, attempting to move apart from that. Like, I, I think we all want to believe, I don't know, uh, do you guys disagree? We want to believe that we can become whoever we want to be, and it doesn't matter how we're born. Do you know what I mean? What do you no. What do you wish it was? There's my question. What do you, do you wish that it was more nature or more nurture? Um... It's a product of both. I mean, I think it would be nice if people could become whoever they wanted to be. Mm-hmm. That would be great. But also with nurture, if you end up in a bad environment, <clears throat> sure, you're still a problem. And there are kids who um, grow up in bad environments and then still find a way to succeed. Mm-hmm. And that's another argument for the nature case, that these kids were always going to succeed. And even when you put them in the worst of conditions, they were going to succeed. Which I don't buy. You don't buy that. I, I do not. Why not? Well, I, I I I think that's a very I don't know. I think that's what that's how people get left behind. Like I I had the same argument with him. We had the same argument a couple weeks ago. It was like three hours just shouting at each other in his basement uh, about where was I? I? That was the night you decided not to hang out with us. Yeah, uh, I was studying. Yeah, I know. And we were just screaming because I I said that this mindset that certain people will rise to the top no matter what in the United States because we live in a free country is sort of a myth and it's an easy way to sort of just whether it's down racial lines or or class lines or whatever oh it is true on class class line class lines that not everyone the idea of the american dream and that you can become your own person mm-hmm. and that through hard work you can succeed is yes. a total bullshit right which is what i said and he totally disagreed <laughs> That's essentially what the argument was about. Oh, okay. Right. And that, yeah, who will, whoever uh, can succeed will succeed, essentially. And if you are not meant for it, it's just not going to happen to you. 
And I, I do feel like if you look at the great innovators and, and the most, the Bill Gates of the world, the Steve Jobs of the world, they got to where they were because of the opportunities they were afforded. Well, there was also opportunities, right, And they, but they also had the personality traits to exploit them. Sure. Because several other people had – that's why it's a combination of both. Here's the question, though. Yep. How many people have those traits that we just don't know about? And is it is it true that it's only a point zero 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 one percent of the population that is ever going to be those innovators? Or is it possible that, like, 10% of people are computer geniuses, but 99% of them don't have access to advanced computer software? Well, that's why there's all these programs that are trying to bring access to everyone. Sure, sure. I don't know how successful those programs have been. I would argue not very. Bringing people out, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's the real thing. Um, True. Wow. Michael, any thoughts on the last half hour? <laughs> uh, uh, I've just been kind of let you guys do your thing. Yeah. I just, I've noticed. I, di- I didn't want to. You guys had a good flow. Mm. What do you think of that? Well, I mean, I'll you, sit back and drink my beer. <laughs> you, you know what I think about that. Yeah. I mean, what he just said basically argued my point to you mm-hmm. when it came to that. Sure. Who can succeed will succeed. Right. Not everyone can succeed at that level. In a weird way, it relates to Michael Phelps quite a bit. Because, oh no, in a weird... What are you talking about? We haven't talked about Michael Phelps today. <laughs> in a, We're cutting that. In sort of a backwards way, it's like, yeah, Michael Phelps, because he trained as a swimmer since a young age, was was afforded that. I'm not, again, not taking away from his natural talent. He was afforded the right to pursue that that particular sport. And most aren't. And that's why I sort of I question his success. Because, like, we've... We think of we think of anything in society. We think of success in our society as it's the special ones that were born that way. Right, but you could also argue that that on a genetics level, he was had a, let's just say this is a gross oversimplification, sure. a gene for competitiveness. Yeah. Okay, so he has this gene for competitiveness, and whatever environment he was placed into, he was, he was going, going to be, to be competitive. competitive. Right. He happened through the uh, nurture and his family and his circumstance end up in a pool, mm-hmm. and then convincing. But if he grew up somewhere else where there was a basketball court next door, you could argue that he would have been just as great at basketball because he has the build and that competitive drive, which what makes him a good athlete. You could, but I would argue that that's more prominent within other – that's what I've been arguing the whole time. It's that it's more prominent in other sports because more people have the opportunity to pursue those. Like we don't know that Michael Phelps is the cream of the crop because he is he is being compared to a small portion of the population. But everybody else in that population has the same circumstance. That's the part. That was the part I was, and I didn't have the numbers yeah. to back it up. Okay, that I see is the hole in your. That's argument, fair. That's fair. Is that if you have football and you have a hundred thousand people, right? You would argue, I could argue, that only six percent are serious competitors okay and you could just judge that by if you take the number of kids in little league football not little league football that doesn't make sense (laughs) peewee football pop warner football Mm -hmm. to those who play in college that percentage is incredibly small and the percentage that make it to the pros is incredibly small right in swimming i would guess again no numbers to back this up I would guess that that percentage is about similar, which is why I can equate their competitive his transcendence over everybody else. Mm-hmm. Is that percentage of your casual basketball player to your professional mm-hmm. is the same as your casual swimmer, which may only be nine percent of the total population to your excellent swimmers. Yeah, no, I'm not arguing his. That's why I'm saying you can make well, a comparison. His relation to the field is very it's very clear. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not going to take away with him uh, when compared to his peers. 
I'm just saying that because we only cover 9% of the population is is the overall like because our great athletes go other places it lo- it, it lowers the overall talent of that pool. So in other words like a piece of that pie is smaller than the or it, than the piece of the football pie, the basketball pie, the baseball pie. That's all I'm saying. You're right, but the percentage of serious competitors mm-hmm. I think is about the same. Fair enough. Fair enough. Point B that yes, it's more about, in my opinion, well, actually, we haven't come to that conclusion. <laughs> the takeaway from the podcast is Michael, well, Michael Phelps can swim, and what else are we talking about? Oh, my God. I, I, oh, my God. <laughs> we are all over the place. The uh, reason I, I haven't said anything, I'm, I've kind of lost on where we're going with this right now. Uh, we are, too. I don't. Can people change? Can right, people that's train? What, I, no. That's what I thought we were talking about. Yeah, I said no. <laughs> now we're talking. He said no. We're talking about you altruism. We're talking about <laughs> Phelps. I'm so confused. Nature versus nurture. Wow. I don't know what's happening. I did not think we were going here today. I didn't uh, either. I'm so confused. We never do. I said no. He said no. You said no. I, actually, I, I didn't say no that people can't change. I said I actually I, I think, talk. Yeah, go. Yeah, you, you please speak. Well, I, need, I need a break here. <laughs> go ahead. Then you talk. Okay, I didn't say that people can't change. But I do believe that how do I, some people can change. I believe I believe there are people that can change and some people that won't change. It's a possibility. It all depends on the person. I really think that there are people like there are people like you. That, that sounds very middle ground. I'm surprised. I know. <laughs> shock, I know. Shocking. I believe yeah, that there Switzerland are Switzerland over here. I know. I know. There are people like you that will change. That won't change. I mean, throughout your whole life. Right? Yes. And then there are people... I'm trying to think of an example. I don't want to name drop anyone. Let, I'll just use myself as an example. There are people like me that I feel like I have changed a lot. How do you feel like you've changed? We have to get into this. Uh, yeah. We I, talked about this a couple weeks ago. Yeah, we have. Right. I was more antisocial than he's been in the past. Right. Yeah. Just like... Uh, right. Yeah, we, so we I just feel like... I, like in comparison, like, you've always been the same... Per- like, you've always been... Like, as long as I have known you, you have been that same person. Well, thank you. <laughs> I I think that you two, for as long as you've known me, have noticed that I'm not the same person that I was, you know, f- five years ago. Yes, but it didn't happen magically. I, no, no, what it's, I'm saying... No, yeah. I'm not saying that... It. I'm not saying that you. It's, there wasn't an event that triggered it or whatnot. Mm-hmm. All I'm saying is that some people can... And some people can't. I don't. I don't think, I think so. it's just that. I think it's their whole Here's personality. The I don't think so. I think it's your expectation that change. Because as, for as long as I've known you, which has been eighteen years, eighteen years, well, you 18, have yeah. always preferred to sit in my room and like play Pokemon with me on our Game Boys than go out and hang out with people. You've always preferred that. I guess. Now it's just you don't have that obligation to be that social person, mm. and that that other trait is just flourishing. Mm-hmm. We have been talking about that a little bit over the last couple weeks. That's why. Because I I can say that with confidence. You've always preferred that. To just hang out two people or three people in a basement or a room and have this kind of nice intimate setting. Sure. Um, Another DiGregorio put it very succinctly a couple weeks ago. There's another Di Gregorio? Yeah, there is. They live here? They do live here. Oh. Okay, if you could believe Is anyone it. even home right now? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I walked in, I didn't hear a peep. You are asking the wrong person. Uh, <laughs> like, um, yeah, he, he essentially said that, like, the, the person that you – it was – I don't know if I want to say an act, but there was a certain expectation about the fact that you were going to be this social butterfly. And, like, now this is a response to to that 16 years, 18 years of pressure or whatever. <clears throat> And, like, you just wanted to 
be yourself essentially. And then another word, this is this maybe might have always been there. Uh, I, Beer number three. Beautiful, beautiful. Wow, you are kicking his ass in that department. This Hogarden is really good. That's I really like this. I love I love a good Hogarden. I almost got grapefruit. Actually, it's actually it. pronounced. Who Garden? I'm gonna call it Who Garden. I'm just, I'm just going. This off. This is a Dr. Seuss book. It says it right here. Who Garden? It does actually have. I thought that meant World Health Organization, <laughs> um, not Who. It's Who Garden. Who Garden? Oh, look at that. Who Garden. Yeah, Who Garden. <laughs> Way more fun to say. It is more fun to say. We're sticking with Who Garden. Yeah. Um, we love our hoes. Mm, so, wow. Well, now you're making me change everything I'm thinking. Oh, uh, great! Wow. Okay. So, so now people can't change. I mean, but here's it. You so erase the last half hour podcast. Here's what I do know: you definitely believe people can't. Like I think, like you said, you're in the middle. I don't think you're in the middle at all. I think you are 100 percent like in the corner of the whole philosophy that people are always going to be successful no matter who they are and that they're born with this innate ability. I think you think it's more genetic than it is than it is like your experiences. I think that's really what it comes down to, because if you feel like you're more shaped by your experiences, then those experiences can change you. But if you feel like you are genetically predisposed to things, like, that stuff is always going to be there. Do you know what I mean? But I think that my experiences have brought out traits that were always there, but they are now stronger. Mm-hmm. Right? I think I was always going to be a little cynical. Sure. But I think that... If something in- bad happens to you, you're going to be you're gonna double down on that. Right. And I think I have. Sure. But... Recently, it's been less so. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to be happy. Ray of Sunshine is really what I'm aiming for. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still think that that trait was there. Um, which I know, like, on a personal level, bothers me because I'll have these, these thoughts of, like, Jesus, like, fucking Christ, like, how stupid can Nico be? I just want to punch him in the face. Mm-hmm. And I think that that aggressiveness <laughs> was always there. Right. Um, and that, that kind of worries me that that's never going to go away. There's sure. just always going to be a part of me that I have to then push back down Suppress. and cover up because socially it's not acceptable to beat you in a pulp every time I see you. Right. Um, and of course, I'm using Nico as an example with love. Yeah. Um, how? Well, <laughs> there's also some reality. Uh, how? Okay, let's move on from here. How do you? How does this apply to the way that you think of other people? How does this? How does this affect the way that you form relationships with? I people? think this affects. And I'll speak for me just because I was actually talking to a friend of mine yesterday, um, uh, actually someone we work with, and she was talking about, like, wow, I can't believe you're the one person who can stand this girl. Mm-hmm. And I said, but if you look at it, and I've always said this, and Mike's always said this, I'm the nice one out of the two of us. I'm the nice one out of the three of us. <laughs> Let's be honest. I'm a ray of sunshine. I'm a pleasure to be around. You're the nice one of the three of us? And Well, here's the thing. She agreed. She said, yeah, you're a lot slower to judge. And I think I am very slow to judge people because I realize that there can be things hidden and that circumstance affects people's outcomes. I think we're all pretty quick. Who did you have this conversation with? I think, wait, wait a minute. I'm not, I, I, we're all pretty judgmental. I think all three of us are. You don't think so? No. Really? No. Because you... I mean, I think you're a fucking idiot, but I've known you for a No, years. you. but you dissect people and jump to conclusions about people, I think, fairly quickly. I don't think so. You don't think so? No. That's interesting. What do you think? <laughs> I mean, I agree that he's the nicer one of the two of us. Okay, God damn fair enough. Right. Keep going. Motherfucker. Keep going. <laughs> Suck my dick. That's, that's become much more obvious at work lately. <laughs> Did you well, hear what I said yesterday? Well, do you know who I'm talking about as the one person I can stand? Or I'm the one person who can stand this girl. 
Yeah. Is like, it the one that, that is it the one that I was mean to yesterday? Short and blonde. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So this is the thing. So like yesterday. Let's call her short and blonde. <laughs> short and blonde. Has this history of at sorry? Work. Are we that's, boring you? No, I'm sorry. That's next. That's next week's beer of the week. Short and blonde. Short Go and blonde. Okay, short and blonde. So she has a history. She's only been working with us for like a month or something like that now. But whenever she asks for a bathroom break, so instead of going to the bathroom, she goes in the office and checks her phone. So like whoever had to come give her a bathroom break is like, well, what the fuck? Like I shouldn't be out here right now. See, it's weird though because every I gave her three bathroom breaks yesterday, and every time she went to the bathroom, came right back. And then asked me well, to right. throw her water well, bottle. That's that's because I've started saying stuff to her. Yeah, I don't know. No, that's no. Or that's because she likes me more than she likes you. No, no. But I literally said something to her about it. Okay. Though, because it was getting really that. annoying. So, I was yesterday. I was mean to her. <laughs> she came up to me. She's like, "Hey, can I use the bathroom?" I was like, "No." And I, <laughs> and I walked away. <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, don't worry. I'll get you in a minute." She was like, "See, he likes me better." And I was like, "Yeah, because he doesn't work with you." <laughs> <laughs> Right, right. So I was just like, I'm so, I'm so done with and this girl. Nico, you've said this before, actually, about me that I have a tendency to overlook. I mean, you said it in the context of that I have the tendency to overlook certain flaws if the girl's hot. Um, yes, you okay. said it. I, Fair I enough. say that means I'm not judgmental. Uh, oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's how I'm gonna. Right, that. right. Okay, I got you. <laughs> All right, there, Mister. Uh, fucking. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect? Sure. Go ahead. What were you saying? No. no okay. About saying. no. About this girl now. So you said you're the only one. She has just never done anything to slight me. Mm-hmm. She hasn't bothered she me. She also has slighted me. Just so you're aware. She has slighted him. Mm-hmm. And I just very tall. Like she asked for a bathroom break. I said, sure. Get a bathroom break. See if I care. So how? Do, my, my point is, how does your philosophy then? Why? Why are you optimistic about this girl? Why are you are are you slower to judge? What about your philosophy makes you that way? I think that that lets me see actions as a part of a larger structure, right? Is that she could be doing these deviant, I guess, things. You could call them deviant from the norm. Deviant, okay. Deviant from the norm. Hot. That's sexy. Go ahead. Is it? No, go ahead. She's like 12. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, no. Um, And I think I just, I don't know, I think I'm more willing to look at all the other factors and take everything into account before calling her a cunt. She's a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> because why? Because you see this as a larger picture of the person? Yes. Now, see, I would argue that's more judgmental. Like, I would argue, like, you presuming to be able to paint a large picture about the person and to fundamentally understand that's all not, of their motivations not, and no, intentions. No, that's not judgmentalness. That's my ego. No, but, like, you you presume because you see, you see isolated actions... And you assume that everybody is predisposed to be the way that they are. Like, you look at that and, and you say, I can right. understand but you. But I wait to make that statement until I've seen enough action. But you still do. It takes me longer to get there. I, I, I don't know. I feel like being open, if you if you allow for the possibility that people can change. I don't. You can throw away those isolated incidents. And you can, and you can say that, yes, like, life does evolve. And, and like, that makes you a sap. Is it? Yes. I don't know. It makes you I a victim like- of circumstance. Wow. And now I'm a victim of circumstance. Yes. Wow. You wouldn't say that you're too, like, trusting that you think people can change and then they burn you again and again and again? Mm-hmm. Is that something you would change about yourself? I have to ask. My trusting nature? Yes. Um, I don't have that. <laughs> wow. I just think people are assholes. Same. Uh, no, I don't think so. You don't think you would? No, I don't think I would. Because I... I 
I think that allows that allows for the possibility of like better relationships with being people. surprised. Yeah, but, yeah, I don't know. Like, yes, every once in a while there's going to be a bad apple that fucks you over, but that also again, allows me again, again. Yeah, but that allows me to get closer to other people. And that leaves me more open to a broader range of relationships in my life. You know? Like being closed off to people that have burned me, like I don't know, that there's no way I can only apply that to the assholes. Then I have to apply that to everybody. If I if I become less trusting of the people that fuck me over, then I'm also less trusting of the people that are well, no, that treat me good. If you're less trusting, you just take longer to get there. You still have the same net result. You just take longer to get there. I don't presume. All right, at least I don't try. I don't try to look at one isolated incident as an indicator of the person as a whole. Like I don't like look or or even a multitude of incidents. I don't like looking at those and making a grand judgment about a person because number one, I do believe that that stuff can be corrected and that stuff can change over time. And it's how's that working for you? Well, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's the only reason I'm. That's one of the principal reasons I'm saying you're wrong. Yes, because <laughs> really, how's that working for you? I recognize that people are um, jerks or assholes. Or crazy, mm-hmm. and you know who I'm talking about on exactly. this one. I know exactly, and I get the fuck out of Dodge before anything bad happens. Sure, right, right, right. I understand. I do think that even that person has the capability to change stuff. Do you really? I do. I don't. I do. I fundamentally do. It requires like a lot of wake up calls, and it requires like a, a number of very traumatic—maybe that's the wrong word—traumatic circumstances to get there. But dramatic, probably. This is necessary. There you go. Pop it. Last one. That is bubbly. And this little All right, bit. so Bloop. this is <laughs> clicked our bottles there, buddy. I totally agree with you now. I've totally sold that people don't change. <laughs> wow. Hell yeah, motherfucker. And on that note, time to end the podcast. Thanks for listening <laughs> to the totally Think sold. Tank starring Alex with a little bit of Nico <laughs> and the occasional chirping from Michael. Tune in next week. I just... Well, I'm kidding. A lot of the reason I haven't talked to is like I've had this conversation with uh, every part of this conversation so far, pretty much, with you already. Mm. So like, <laughs> gotta share with the listeners, I guess. But like, you were also saying everything that like I was also thinking. Goddamn right. So there wasn't really much to chime in with. Mm. I I all I know is I can look at some personal experiences. I'm not saying, like, change is frequent or common. The question is not do people change, it's can people change. That's all we're asking. I don't think they can. I think generally people don't. I, I think I think at a younger age you could maybe make that argument because people don't know who they are yet. Mm-hmm. And well, maybe that's, what, then, could... like, that's when, like, it's remember this argument about whether people could change or not also started back in high school between the three of us Mm -hmm. it really did it started back in high school Mm -hmm. and that was still when like not everyone was entirely sure of who they are and i've i've been thinking about this a lot like more recently now that we're getting older everyone kind of knows who they are and i don't believe that any of them are changing i if you are who you are now i don't really think you're changing that much down the line well, here's you may thing. cover things up like he said, but I really don't believe that you're changing. If you're a scumbag, you're a scumbag, man. Well, here's the other thing is we're also in this discussion excluding like traumatic Right, yes. Events. I'm like, just I'm talking kid. everyday life. Like if you're a nine year old and lose your family in a hurricane, yeah, you're probably gonna change because you're gonna become a psychopath. Sure. But But that also happens in adulthood. 
It does. People go to prison. Right, but, PTSD, right, but we're, we're, stuff like that. Right, we're excluding, we're excluding that. We're excluding... Yeah, but why? But why? For the sake of this why, why are we excluding that? Why is that, that different? happen to everyone. Why is that different? Because that doesn't happen. Why is that not a more a, extreme because version? Because that's a chemical change. Yeah, but why can't... Why can't smaller life events also have a similar chemical effect? Like, why can't a breakup... I mean, obviously... It's Other than apples the fact that they don't? Kind of. like, well, do they, they... Do they... I don't know if that's... I haven't looked into at the chemistry behind this, but, like... Is it true that, like, war or prison or gang circumstances or, like, any of those violent – that that creates a chemical imbalance in the brain, whereas, like, a breakup doesn't? Well, I don't know. I have I, no idea. Yeah, I don't either. I think that if I, to, if I had to hedge a guess, I would think that, especially when you're young, your brain is still forming pathways. Sure. And that if one of those events happens, you form pathways that you're genetically not supposed, supposed to. to. Right, say your genetics are a roadmap, mm-hmm. and it says you're supposed to go from me to Nico to Michael, and that's the way the road's supposed to go. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, there's an event when I'm six years old and my uncle Nico diddles me. <laughs> I make that pathway that goes straight from me to Michael, and I'm missing a key part now, and that changes who I am. Right. That's why the breakup, I think, there's already that roadway established, and so that's why it's not changed. So that's how I think they're different. Yeah, but you've developed who you are by age 40, but people like – do you watch Making a Murderer? Like that guy – Not yet. Well, that guy was innocent, did not kill this girl, goes to prison for 20 years, comes out. They find the guy 20 years later. They let him free. He's been an innocent man who's been in prison for decades, and then when he gets out, he actually kills a girl. Like he, he went in there, an innocent man, and walked out with, with, the, uh, uh, with the ability to kill someone. And I was I would argue that that was always there. You think so? Yes. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. I don't know. Maybe I don't watch watch this show. I don't know. But I'll like, watch it. I'll watch it. Yeah. I I I I don't know. I I don't I don't know if that's maybe. You think like but that? But then person, again, prison's also a traumatic event. I know, but why? So but like, I'm just saying there are many there. There's magnitudes. Like there's no there's no such thing as traumatic or not traumatic. There's diff, there's it's a spectrum. Like anything. You know what I mean? You're a spectrum. I don't know that about that. You're on the spectrum. I'm no doubt about that. <laughs> uh, you're not actually autistic. Yeah, you're not autistic <laughs> at all. But like, actually, I mean, everyone's kind of autistic. Is that like, true? No. <laughs> no, everyone's not. a little bit autistic. No, they're not. Yes, they are. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. <laughs> yes, I, they're not. Yes, they are. I feel like certain. I don't know. There are certain experiences. Like, I, I don't know if one makes you. If if there's similar feelings evoked. Like if if prison makes you feel lonely and and like angry and vengeful, and like a breakup makes you feel lonely and angry and vengeful. Different ah. severities, I think. There's different severities, but it, I don't know. Chemically, I don't know what the difference is. Maybe they they've done studies on this, and we have no idea. Yeah, but and I also do think part also, of it. Also, a breakup is temporary. Yep, it's it's a one day, or in my case, a twenty minute ordeal. Oh, war's temporary um, too. It's four years. I suppose for some people. Sure. Temporary, but four years or prison, 20 years of that same it's conditioning. stress response being activated again and again and again, that's what causes problems. It's seriously conditioning. Do you mm-hmm. know how hard it is to break someone who's conditioned out of that set of actions that they're Cults. conditioned into? Cults. Do you know how hard that is yeah. in general? Sure. Just like, do you know how, seriously, that is unbelievably difficult. Okay. So you're teaching, so you're teaching new behavior. And you don't think that, like, within the natural just progression of life, there's any equivalent to something that is, like, 
over and over again beating you down in like fundamentally oh, I see this one. like like having a horrible job for 20 years like going in every day and resenting your job and you come out of that a more cynical miserable person than you were before is that not a form of conditioning i think you were always that person i don't know what if i was in a job that i loved and i was happy with my life and i came then out of you, there you're covering it up Maybe. But the same circumstances. Yeah, but why, why couldn't that be the same thing? Right, but it's what he's saying is probably always there. You just never had a reason to bring it out. Yeah. And that and that terrible, horrible job that you were at for 20 years, you only were there for the paycheck or whatever, that's the event and or circumstance that brought that out that was already there. Mm-hmm. You, just had, you just had no reason to be that cynical and also, miserable. you should prepare for that with your degree in radio. <laughs> just, just a warning. I'm getting the cubicle ready. I'm warming it up. All right, <laughs> so good. That's right, yeah. Yeah, but like, I, I think... posters of cats, you'll be fine. <laughs> I'm suspicious of anyone who likes cats. Oh, my God, shut up. <laughs> um, but, like, yeah, I think that you were always that cynical person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like... Interesting. That's interesting. I, I don't know. I Alex, honestly... Alex was always a cynical person, but he has only become so much more cynical. And I it's mean, really... I actually think I'm on the upswing. Well, I, for a while... I would agree. Still, but you for a while there, you were really... I was really cynical. Right. I think I, I wasn't cynical, but because then of, I was, and now I'm on the right, upswing. But because of, like, his circumstance that he's in... I kind of had to be cynical. He kind of had to be. Mm-hmm. Or, like... Uh, not necessarily yeah. it had to be, but that definitely brought it out in him. Definitely but to helped. say that that wasn't there before is a complete lie. I yeah. I also believe that change can be conscious sometimes, and like it can sometimes you can sometimes make the decision. When whenever we talk about right, working but, on a part of ourselves, right, like that is still a form of. If you're making that, if you're making a decision to do something differently, yes. you're not changing. You're just choosing to go against I, how you naturally are. I agree. Are. I think that That's there are some change. people where I will choose, instead of like, my gut instinct is to tell them to fuck off because they're stupid. Right. Mm-hmm. And I say, no, Alex, you can't say that. That's not okay. Mm-hmm. We're trying to be nicer. So you say, Mike says it anyways. Oh, okay, that's fine. And walk away. Mm-hmm. I think every time I'm still making that decision to do that. And I think part of, at least from my perspective, is that gets really tiring after a while. Um, having to constantly kind of fight against your inner sarcasm, cynicism, whatever. Sure. I tend to think of myself, at least, as a rather dark person. Um, You're also the nicest, though. Cynical, sarcastic. <laughs> well, yeah. Sure. Because I, I, I make an effort. Yeah. I make an effort almost every day to not tell someone to fuck off. Yeah. Um, right. But That's not me changing, though. But I, and again, we're going full circle. But if the end result is a better person, and the end result is someone that behaves differently from the, the end person result before, is that everyone else is happy. Maybe, but that's the end, the end. Perhaps, maybe that's all we have. Maybe that's maybe that is the end goal. Then, you know, if, if like the end result is if I'm a violent criminal and I have yep. violent urges. But I actively work on suppressing those urges. And every day you hear them on the newscast that says, it's never okay to hit a woman. You, ah, shit. All right. Not today. Oh, uh, yeah. Not today. <laughs> oh, oh that's sorry. what I've been doing wrong. I'm right, sorry, sweetie. Oh, that... Let's get you all cleaned up. I'll the stop net... bashing your head in the fucking cabinet drawer. The net result is that your wife is fine, but you're still always that psychopath who wants to beat your wife. But does it matter is the question. Well, that's the maybe, question. Maybe that is change, To though. me, it does. Maybe the defi- maybe by definition. It doesn't sound like it does. I don't know. I honestly I, I really I have no idea how I feel about it. But I do think like if I'm a violent drug dealer 
you know, or, or if I'm a gangster or whatever, and I decide to clean my life up, and I, and I work at the Boys and Girls Club every afternoon. But, okay, what about this? I'm a drug dealer, and all the money I get from selling drugs to helpless addicts, I donate mm-hmm. to Habitat for Humanity. Sure. The net result is that a family of four gets a nice house, but three people become hopelessly addicted to drugs. Mm-hmm. Are you still thinking I'm a good person for that? It's all subjective, I guess. No, but I get, but but what I'm arguing. Then it is because the net result is that four people are happy over three. Three is less than four. Greater good. So theoretically, theoretically yes. All right. So to all our listeners, it's okay to deal drugs yeah. as long as you donate the money to charity. That's why I get so mad. No, but like people do that all the time. It's like they won't accept donations from certain people. Like charities won't. Like for example, let's say Bill Cosby donated to like. Uh, I, I don't know. Safe campus. Sure. That's, <laughs> wow. Let's say he he sent like a hundred thousand. Don't laugh at that. Hold on, I got Michael in stitches. Uh, Michael's gonna die. <laughs> Sorry. Continue. That's. So Bill Cosby. Oh Jesus. Bill Cosby donates so money. Funny. Yes, to to Safe Campus. So Safe funny. Campus would most hundred thousand dollars. Safe Campus would most likely turn down that check. Yes, they would. Why? I never understood why. Because at the end, they of the, don't want to be associated with Bill Cosby. Yeah, but no, but then you're putting your own selfish urges ahead of the greater good. Because they think they can make more money. I don't know. If not that's, being no, associated. No, with see, I don't think that's the reason. I don't know if that's the. I think I think it's a greater moral reason. I think like for them, it it it, it matters where the money's coming. So you're saying from. if Pablo Escobar, yes. El Chapo, sure, decided to donate money to have uh, make a wish foundation, why not? Yeah, or, or the Boys and Girls Clubs, sure. <laughs> I agree with you that if these corporations thought they could still make the same amount of charities, not corporations, sure, charities, sure. thought that they could make the same amount of money before or after, they should definitely take this money. But I if think, they thought that doing deals with Pablo Escobar would hurt them and they would never make sure. any money again, don't do it. Perhaps. Again, but I, I think it is a greater moral reason. I think if you walked up to people and you said, okay, a drug dealer is handing you $20 or an average person's handing you $20, you will say that the, the drug dealer's money is worth less or at least, or the, that transaction is somehow not as right. It's tainted. It's, it's not, tainted yeah. exactly. It's blood money. I don't get that concept. I also don't get that concept. You know what I mean? So I and so going back to what we were saying before, if you're actively going out and choosing to change or choosing to be a better person, if the end result is a is a right. war, from a societal standpoint, you're right. You're 100 percent right. right from a societal standpoint. That the end result is good, and that is a good thing. Mm-hmm. I'm arguing on the not society level, the personal level, you're still the same person. Mm-hmm. You're just making a choice that day to not be your person because you know it's better for everyone else. But we do that every day with everything. I agree. You know that was my point. We don't we don't drive uh, we don't smash our cars into someone else's when we get road rage. You're right because we know that that would be bad for society. Exactly. Does that make us murderous monsters, though, that are suppressing our urges? I don't... If you have those tendencies, I think, yeah, you have the capability of being that, that you person. You tell me you've never wanted to just hit someone with your car. Absolutely, but I don't. That's that's exactly what I'm saying. You're but right, I but you still have the tendency to do it. Your tendency isn't as strong as the people who do end up going and doing it. Your aggressive is five, whereas if I'm the person who does go smash my car, mm-hmm. my aggressiveness is 50. Correct. Your five is easier to cover up than my 50. That's what I'm arguing. And it doesn't mean that you're not an aggressive But if a 5 does it and a 50 does it, or or, or if a 5, if if, this is a weird way to make this conversation, if a 5 does smash a car and a 50 doesn't smash a car. Then the 5 was never really a 5. Sorry, I'm too far away from the mic. I don't know. See, that I don't know. 
that that I, I I don't know. Like I think that person is the bad person and the other person is the good person because it's the end. It's the end. At the end of the day, it's about the conclusion. It's not about what's what what is in this weird thing that we call the human brain, which right, we wait, don't so understand. Wait, well, so then after this, I'm gonna smash your computer so to save tens of listeners <laughs> from having to listen to this crap, wait, and you'll be so okay like, with it. But you're saying like it's okay for someone to be like a, a murdering psychopath as long as they just don't kill anyone yeah really i mean it's not great but <laughs> if it, no but it's You're right it's not no but i would argue again because this is the only objective way that we can look at things if that if 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 the serial if the in the inner serial killer kills zero people Yet the guy who just can't stand his wife and in a crime of passion kills that woman, I would say that one is a murderer and one is not, and one is a good person and one is not. That's the only objective way we can look at You're it. You're right. And that serial killer has, part of his, his self-complex is the ability to suppress that. Maybe. Is he was always that makeup. That <sighs> person specifically was never going to kill anyone because he always had a handle on himself. I, yeah, I guess so. Do you think you're capable of, like, seriously, like, wow. do, do you people think you're capable of killing someone? Yeah, I think I could. I, really? I no. do, too. I don't think I can. I'm also going into medicine, where killing people, you know what, does happen. <laughs> oh, um, no. Maybe by negligence, but it does happen. Sure. Oh, yeah, if Nico was holding my family at gunpoint, I'd shoot him. Same. Sorry, buddy. Oh, oh, we have... No, good point. That's the case. You killed that's me too. True. That's could, true. Yeah, you, that's. I guess that's there are true. If you, if you got drafted, you couldn't pull the trigger in war. Like you couldn't do anything. I like know that. I couldn't do that. I know I could. Well, I wouldn't make it today. But like <laughs> basic training. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean yes, yes. Cost cost benefit of course. Right. If you weigh that. Yeah. Oh my god, this is so fucking. Do you have the ability to do it? Yeah. Right. right. Wow. This <laughs> was this was heady. Anything else we want to bring up today? We're way over. Well, we're going to cut that first part. <laughs> No, we're not. No, we're leaving that in. Why? Because we don't edit. Ugh. We don't edit on this show. You, you don't edit. That's <laughs> right. I Damn straight I don't edit. You lazy piece of shit. Uh, when uh, are you going to chip in for beer money? I don't know. I'm not, why would I do that? Because you're making money off this, aren't I, you? No, I'm not. Not even close. Um, okay. Uh, at, so so are you convinced yet that people can, like don't change? I think our definitions for change are different. I would argue that... Ca- who beat who, motherfucker? Wow. Bitch. He did. Look at this but I've been guy. doing all the talking. <laughs> who beat who, motherfucker? Helps. <laughs> yeah, when you had to have the bottle in your mouth all day. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I think... Yes, oh, so I, that's what? What, seven to one? Just saying. I, you, according to Nico, you were killing me before. That's true. He was. Yeah. He I, was I what a be- come, I, That's a that's a Phelps s comeback. I did get to beer number. <laughs> I did get to beer number three faster than you. You did, and uh-huh. you passed me because I was talking. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you were also talking all the way through beer number one and two. Also, top of that, don't forget. I true. I've chimed up. I've chimed in more through beer number three than I did through the first two. It's Michael Phelps esque comeback. Wow. I think just I think our definitions for change. Like, I, I always look at, not necessarily the ends justify the means, but it is the product rather than... Um, Fine. Solid second place finish. There you go. I know. He's Still, silver medal. You mean last. Still <laughs> closer than Katie Ledecky's race. Like, uh, yeah. I don't, like, I, I don't know. I, I, again, this, the brain is so abstract, 
and the brain is so hard to understand and it's all hypothetical. You're hard to understand. Of course. That I don't think matters as much as the end result. That's all I'm saying. You know what I mean? Okay. And so whatever the I think however that. we got there, if 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 behavior changes over time, I would I would call that the person changing. And I would argue that it's just as good as as a more natural <laughs> way of going about it. There you go. This was the think tank at Mikey Teeny on Twitter to at Alex Lawson one at funny Nico tweets. NicoEmpire.com slash Amazon for all your Amazon shopping needs. Subscribe on iTunes, leave a review, rate, tweet, whatever you want to do. Uh, we'll be back next week. I'm going on vacation, um, but we'll probably figure out a time next week to do a show. Proceeds from Amazon go to buying beer. Mm-hmm. We appreciate it. We may have uh, the last show for maybe a little while. We could always do like a Skype thing in the future, so who knows, but the semester is starting, so it's going to get a lot more chaotic, but we'll try to give you as much think tank goodness as we possibly can over the next four months. Kill yourself. Uh, We'll see you all next week. And until then, thanks, everybody, for swimming in the think tank. I was too early when I told you to kill yourself. Now kill yourself. Yeah, now kill Yeah, I seriously hate that ending. (laughs) 